Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Andrea Lisbona of Touchland, hydrated hand sanitizer that feels as good as it looks. Of course, hand sanitizer has been around for some time, but conventional hand sanitizers have harsh chemicals that makes you keep reaching for that lotion. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Andrea Lisbona of Touchland. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'd like to start out with your upbringing. Uh, where did you grow up and what would you say your childhood was like? Sure. So as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from here. I'm from Barcelona. I was born and raised in an entrepreneurial family. So I think that was part of the reason why I ended up uh, launching Touchland. I was raised, my father had a company and he's been the typical entrepreneur, never stops thinking, never stops dreaming. Um, so I was raised with this sort of environment where taking risk is the normal and you don't need to be scared about like failing. Um, I studied business administration in Esade, which is a very good business school. And then I love fashion. I love design. So I studied after that um, a fashion design course because I'm always um, super interested in how design plays a key role into people's mindset and how it makes things easier to use and all that. For sure. So growing up, when you say that you had an entrepreneurial mindset, you said your, your father's background, of course. Did you ever get to help him in any of his businesses or what, what was that like? Lemonade stands as well? <laughs> yeah, well, I, of course, like being with him, I've always um, internships and all that. I try to um, help him every summer, give him my ideas. Um, and I think Touchland also started as a, as a part of like that journey. Um, in 2008, Europe went through a very hard uh, economic crisis. Mm. And at that time, I was studying fashion design and I felt like I wanted to help the business of the family because um, we were not going through a very good time, like most of the companies. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to start Touchland. Um, because I wanted somehow to support my family. I decided to do it separate from his own business because we are all very, we're both very strong-minded. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to help, but in my own terms. Um, so that's why I decided to create my own company and I wasn't scared at all about flying solo and, and sort of leading a company as he did um, when I was a kid. For sure. I'm curious in this transition, uh, be, prior to Touchland and maybe following your school years as well, did you work any other jobs maybe in fashion before you led to this entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I did a lot of like internships and all that. I work at a fashion communication agency. I work as a marketing in a, in a company that manufactured um, lockers. I actually did an internship at Masterlock in Paris when I was, I think, 20-something. Yes. So always very, very interested in marketing, branding, and how like that shapes um, people's purchase behaviors. For sure. So following this time, you mentioned this was really to help your family out during this uh, time period where you're from. What was the inspiration to go into the sanitizer space specifically, especially coming from a fashion background? What was that inspiration? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a skincare lover, um, and I always have admire how companies like Apple, Dyson, Nespresso have taken commoditized, antiquated categories, and they have reinvented it through design and experience. Um, mm -hmm. I would, I always say I would not be drinking coffee every day if I had to warm the coffee machine as my grandparents did yeah. uh, for 30 minutes and, and, until they could enjoy their coffee. Um, so I decided to, to go on the hand sanitizer space because I, my goal is to, I, I'm a person that believes that every day should be lived 
to the fullest. And I think that we have so many moments in our day-to-day -day personal care moments, routines that are commoditized, mundane, boring. And we wanted to elevate those daily personal care routines into rituals of skincare. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite moments in the day is at night when you get to have like that skincare ritual where you wash your face and all that, that brings me peace. Yeah. Um, and that makes me happy. So we wanted to do the same with hand sanitizer. Reason being is because hand sanitizer is that sort of product that you always carry with you. You never mm -hmm. think about it, but the easiest way to stay healthy is to keep your hands clean. Mm. So we wanted to create something that was actually um, exciting, smells great, doesn't smell like tequila, it's not sticky, <laughs> and that makes people through a great experience want to keep their hands clean and therefore being more healthy. Mm. I'm curious in those early days, what did the prototyping process look like when you were trying to create the design and the product that you wanted? Did that look different from launch, your first products or that, is, that it looks like today? Or what did that look like? R&D. So, you know, so when we started in 2010, we started distributing um, hand sanitizers. And I think that's not a traditional route for entrepreneurs. I feel like sometimes you have a very clear idea of what customers want and all that. Um, for us, like I really, I'm very interested into learning what people think, what people feel about um, categories and products before I take my own assumptions. Mm -hmm. So we distributed hand sanitizer solutions for 40 years talk to many nurses that use hand sanitizers like a hundred times a day. And they would say, Hey, my skin rips off. I have to carry a hand cream like to compensate, like how this damages my skin. We talked to businesses and they said like, I have this in my, in the entrance of my lobby of the hotel, but it's always broken. We never know when the refill is running low. So yeah. all of this, this feedback really helped us um, launch our first series of products. Um, the design and the aesthetics were the same, but um, they evolved over time industrially. Um, because again, like I think like the biggest challenge that startups has is that it's that hard to develop a product for a Procter & Gamble than for a startup. And yeah. therefore you don't have the resources. You can look for partners that help you overcome those challenges because uh, again, our expertise was branding, strategy, and understanding the market needs. For sure. I'm curious, um, without really a sanitizer background prior, where did you look for manufacturers, especially for formulating the, the correct hand sanitizer that you wanted, especially differentiating from competitors? So what did that look like in the early days, finding a, a partner that you wanted to uh, manufacture? Yeah, so in regards of the formula, um, I'm again, a very experienced driven person. So that was experience was the most important. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it's an industry where we're um, limited by the sort of active ingredient that you need to use in order to keep your hands clean and kill 99.9% .9 of germs, you have to have 60, 70% of alcohol. So that mm -hmm. already is the, the start of the uh, start of the formula. But for us, it was like such a long development process because we wanted a formula that was fast absorbing, but at the same time, hydrating. Hydrating normally means a sticky. So finding the balance between hydration, fast absorbing, non-sticky and all that, it takes us a lot of like a little bit of this, a little less of that. And um, until we, we really found a formula that was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that when we, when we play with the scent, which I think is such an important part of the Touchland experience, we partner with Shiva Dan Perfume House. And I think scents are, are magical because they trigger your memories, nostalgia, like it, they mm. bring back emotions. So yeah. we partner with them and they develop um, 
amazing scents and, and people just say like we recently launched um, a scent called beach cocoa and then you spray it on your hands um, and not only does not smell like alcohol but it actually makes you feel like you're sitting on a beach wow. enjoying a pina colada under the sun and I think that's that's the most exciting part about building mm. products is like waking up these emotions that that people like was looking forward to experience mm. yeah not only does touch have like such a unique um scent and aroma side but you you guys have such an amazing design that completely mm. differentiates you guys from competitors i'm curious what's the inspiration behind such a simplistic modern and beautiful design that you guys have with your products what was the inspo behind that yeah, so the process was very long to come up with this. Um, we actually am someone that always likes to gather insights from people that it's actually outside of the industry. So I had friends that were designing by car companies. And then like, um, if you think of like big design companies like Apple, whenever they design their products, they have like, uh, like a design parameter called the golden ratio, which is mm. the, the divine proportion, which is not, you're not walking around the world and saying, well, this car has a golden ratio or all that, but it's a sort of design parameter that the human eye simply reacts better. And mm. it's like aesthetically pleasing. That's why people say it's touchdown, it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, so we, we applied that uh, golden ratio to everything that we did, like the products, the logo, everything, if you Google, Golden Radio, Apple, Golden Radio, even Twitter logo, like all of them, they have like uh, applied this sort of design to make it look aesthetically pleasing and, and to the human eye. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. I'd like to pause and say thank you to this episode's mid-break sponsor, France & Sun. France & Sun offers lighting, furniture, and home decor at a very affordable price point. Pieces are available in a variety of colors, finishes, and textiles to complement any decor. And they even offer custom upholstery if you really can't find what you're looking for. So make sure to check them out at franceandson.com. That's franceandson.com. And enjoy the rest of the episode. So at launch then, um, what did the main marketing strategies look like that worked for Touchland, especially being in like an age-long industry with hand sanitizer? I'm sure it, it was hard at the early days. What, the, what was your main marketing strategies? So I think like the most important that people need to know is like when you really want to reinvent a category, mm -hmm. you cannot just simply change the product. And I think yeah. that's the biggest, the biggest problem that companies has, like especially Touchland, um, we've had 2000 patent infringements. We've had a lot of companies that copied our, our sort of product, our mm. sort of marketing. But I do think that if you want to really be a game changer, you have to change the game in all the ways. So it's not mm. just about the product. It's about how you communicate, how you place it, how you push it. So for example, like for us, like our, our sales strategy, which is part of the marketing strategy, um, the easiest route would have been to sell it in pharmacies and supermarkets. Um, but Touchland, I always say it's a lifestyle brand that happens to sell hand sanitizer and not the other way around. Yeah. Um, we are a brand that straddles the lines between fashion, um, personal care and beauty. So we started selling in places where no one had bought hand sanitizers before. So you could find it at Ulta Beauty, you could find it in Urban Outfitters, Sephora, um, you could find it in Bloomingdale's, like places that you go there to buy shoes or an outfit or like a serum for your face. Um, and I think that was part of like changing people's mindset about like, okay, this is not hand sanitizer, this is Touchland. Yeah. Um, other things that we did is like our marketing strategy, the social. Um, we present ourselves as a lifestyle brand, but also everything that we do, we operate as a fashion beauty brand. So we partner with content creators. We look for 
lifestyle, fashion, beauty creators. We do anything from like an activation. It has to be through the lenses of a fashion beauty brand. Yeah. Um, so all of that put together is not just one initiative. It's like literally everything yeah. that you do, that you do has to be thoughtfully purposed towards this strategy. Um, so I think that that's that has been part of the success. And then again, I always say you can build the most amazing product. But since day one, since we launched in 2018, I think the most exciting part has been the community reaction. And I think that happens to one in a million. We've had such a big viral coefficient. Someone that buys Touchland and use the word convert, yeah. <laughs> which, is a, which is a religious term. But it's like you convert 20 people around you. And like if you own it, you, need, you have the need to say to your parents, hey, have you tried this? You need to try this. It's going to change your life. And this sort of effect has, has really created this hype for the brand. And you go on TikTok, we have over 30 million views of hashtag Touchland, people wow. creating videos of matching my outfit with Touchland. I think that's the magic about what we've been able to do. That's amazing. I know it's such a universal product that everyone can benefit from and use. Um, but I'm curious, can you depict maybe any main demographic that you might have found from your marketing or consumers? Definitely. I think like um, our brand, like, and our early adopters are consumers of social media because that's where they see the brand. They are like, what is this? I need to have it. So Gen Z's and millennials definitely are our our main target demographic. That being said, Touchline is for everyone. And I think that's the beauty. It's like owning an iPhone. There's not really a target demographic. Whoever yeah. loves design and is loves experience, they want to have an iPhone. And you can have 90 years old or 10 years old. It's about like, what you look for things that you purchase and yeah. that's a common denominator. Mm -hmm. I, I've been excited to kind of find out more about this avenue. Um, once 2020 hit, I'm curious, you guys launched pre-COVID obviously. What did that look like? I know the hand sanitizer space specifically had drawn such demand, such focus, but Touchland being an existing market, being an aesthetic product, what did your business model, if you don't mind sharing, like how did that change once 2020 hit? Did you see like a drastic change in demand and how did you maintain inventory as well? So we were very successful from the very beginning. When we launched in 2018, we launched with a Kickstarter campaign, was fully funded in 24 hours. Wow. Um, we, we grew in the first two years, 4,000%. Um, wow. So for us, we were having an amazing um, growth, uh, being busy backed um, and, and all that. And then when the pandemic came in, for us, I think it was, everyone thinks that this, this is a good thing for a hand sanitizer brand. In our case, it, it was not because we mm. were doing really good. And then suddenly this category became like insane. Um, mm. So many brands popping every day. Everyone that was doing anything not related to hand sanitizer, lots, lots of hand sanitizer brand. Um, so for us, to be honest, we, we are building a brand like Apple, like Dyson, like Nespresso. We want to be here in the next 20, 30 years. Yeah. So our, our plan is like, how do we overcome this, this um, moment in time, which it's unfortunate. Mm. Everyone was like price gouging. Like we remain focused on like being at the price that we offer from the very beginning. We donated product to uh, frontline workers because at the end of the day, like many people was like, how do we maximize the profit? For us, it's like, how do we do the right thing? And for mm. us, like when you see um, like frontline workers that didn't have hand sanitizer to fight COVID in hospitals, we could not turn our back because like we, again, like we are a people powered brand. Yeah. So for us, it was really like, how do we overcome this situation? 
Um, and I think one very interesting fact from it is um, we we are a brand that builds a 56,000 people wait list. Um, we mm. offer pre-orders and we had so many people like that pre-order product knowing that they would receive it in three months. Therefore, they were not even buying it for the pandemic. They buy it because they trust the touchland. Mm. Um, so for us, um, in a moment, like uh, we relaunched the brand in August 2021, in a moment where the category is decreasing by 6% and all that. So we relaunched the brand in a very hard time because retailers are flooded with hand sanitizer that it's not selling. And everyone is tired to talk about hand sanitizer and masks. And, and I think that's the beauty about Touchland that we relaunched the brand. Um, we secured 4,000 retail doors in a moment where the brand is decreasing. Wow. And what's most exciting about this is like, um, we consider ourselves a fashion beauty brand, a lifestyle brand. And we were able to secure premium retail doors like Ulta, Sephora, and, and mm. so on. And we're actually selling faster than most beauty brands. So we do not sell as a hand sanitizer. We do not act as hand sanitizer. And, uh, and the metrics speak by themselves. Yeah. So, so therefore, like while everyone might think that pandemic for Tosland was a good thing for us, it was more like a like a period of time that that really um, mm. struggled for us because we were doing something very honorable yeah. <laughs> 10 years before and then it, like this sort of like craziness of everyone price gouging and all that like put us all in the same basket and we've done um, everything we had to do thinking 10 20 30 years from now um, mm. because definitely we we were not here for the pandemic we believe that personal care like um, Keeping your hands clean is it helps you not fall sick, not about COVID, but like any stomachache, anything. Yeah. It travels through your hands and you don't realize you touch your mouth and, <laughs> and then there you go. So yeah. for us, it's building solutions that pe keep people healthy um, on the go. For sure. So with so much success in the recent years, I'm curious, can you depict maybe a top seller if that's a specific scent or a color? What would that be if you, if you have an idea? Okay, so we have different collections. So our like main collection is the Power Mist, mm -hmm. and the best seller is the Wild Watermelon. And I don't know if that's related to Harry Styles' Watermelon <laughs> Sugar song or what is it, but definitely <laughs> everyone loves it. And it's a it's a scent that also in in retailers like Old and Sephora, like products that have watermelon scents, are very successful. Mm. Um, then we recent, we launched in October 2021 um, a collaboration with Disney, which was our first brand collaboration, and, and it was incredibly successful. Amazing. Um, we partnered with, like, putting the DNA of, like, two brands that really um, are driven to the, deliver joy. So that was a very, very exciting partnership. And then we recently launched the Glow Mist, which is the world's first rejuvenating hand sanitizer mist. Wow. And this has also been an amazing success, sold out at Sephora in two weeks. And and people really love that we continue to create more skincare forward formulations. It's mm. incredible. Well, I like to conclude each episode with this. If you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe something you've learned or regret, uh, what would you say that would be? So I think like if everyone would define me in one word, <laughs> it's perseverance um, because we have gone through a lot of life and death situations and while one in a like i think like one in a million survive and it's not because i'm better than anyone or it's just i never give up mm. and i believe and follow my gut a lot so um sometimes like 
you have a goal, but you have to adjust the sales. Uh, it's not about like a bull going the same direction. Potentially, like there's if something doesn't work, you can find another route to get there. So I think what while it's very typical to answer <laughs> perseverance, yeah. I think that's what what makes a true entrepreneur because it's it's going to war every day, extinguishing fires constantly. You're celebrating one minute and the minute after you're <laughs> thrown a major issue. So um, you have to have a very strong mindset. And as Steve Jobs said, you have to be very crazy because no one's saying would choose this way of living, but yeah. I would do it all over again because it's been such an amazing journey. For sure. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Touchland at touchland.com. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.